live from Man World. It's the Geek Show. <laughs> oh, we're going to do something, and it's going to make Tony so happy. Our first story is a video game story. We're going to lead with that right after. I mean, hit the button, for God's sake. <laughs> it's just a, it's a sausage fest in here today. It really is, isn't it? Uh, welcome oh, to the program, man. all. Oh, we can begin. Egg Foo is here. Hi, hi, Egg. How you doing? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, begin. Uh, oh, let's start with uh, our panelists, of course. Quad T, Too Tall Tony. Hi, Geek He's Show here. Arcade, Geek Show Help Desk. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, Robert Neal is here. Also, hello. Action Figure Theater Instagram. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of the action figure theaters, um, I think people would love to see video of you putting those together. Mm, that could be. That would mean I have to like clean the area so it doesn't look like oh my god, it's a holy tornado has gone through. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. Think about no, how you. I can. I can make that happen. And then we could maybe we could put that on the Patreon. I think that'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. Sure. Yeah, folks would dig that. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, just the three of us today. Well, yeah, and our host, Mr. Kerry Jackson. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Uh, yes, because uh, Rebecca is off being Sundance. She is Sundance. Doing the movie things. She's 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 got lined up movies head to tail. How many was she going to try and watch this weekend? Like nine or something? <laughs> oh no, it was a, it was more than that. Oh, she got some, scene, wasn't it? yeah, 14? she got some kind of pass oh, where yeah. it was like, you could go and see 14 or 15 movies and she's going to go and see them all. And she's not going to Park City is the thing. She's going to watch them all down here in Salt Lake. Yeah. Who yeah. wants to go to Park City? You, you don't want to trust me. There's no place or, to park in Park City. Uh, uh, I've been there. I, <laughs> I get it. I know what I'm talking called about. Park City. But uh, yeah, it's so uh, no park city, no parking Wah -wah. city. Uh, but uh, yeah, she'll have a report for us next week about all of the. Yeah. I just hope she saw the Jesse Eisenberg Bigfoot movie. That's all. I just. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> Got to see it. That apparently there's a movie up there, and it was on opening night. It was uh, I can't remember the name of the actress, but she's she's been an actress all of her life. She's one of those when you hear the name, you'd go, oh yes. Silver uh, Shepherd. Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> but it's it's the story of it's an action film starring a ninety-year-old woman doing oh, most of her stunts. I saw a poster for this. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? I, I, I'm intrigued. I know, right? Uh, so it's it's that whole kind of Bob Odenkirk nobody thing, but with a ninety-year-old woman. <laughs> what? The? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. There it is. That's the last original idea. Sorry, Hollywood. <laughs> I think so. You're done. It's all over. That's it. You're, Everything's you're, a repeat from now on. <laughs> you're all finished. All wow. right. Uh, but let's begin with um, something that I. Uh, it, it, yes, it's a video game, Tony. Yeah. And it's something I'm very oh, excited oh, about. You're going to have I've, to get the new Xbox then, Carrie. The new Xbox? I can't play on my regular one? No, sir. Your Xbox is 10 years old. You're going to have to get the one that's only three years old. Damn Just... it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. All right. I'll do it. It's worth um, it. Trust me. They're great. I, no, I will for this game because uh, there's a trailer out for this game. It's called Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, and it's coming to Xbox later this year. And PC. And PC. Uh, so, uh, we've seen a lot of Indiana Jones stories of the years. We've rarely been able to, you know, be Indiana Jones and something like that. I think the last Indiana Jones game that I know of was Indiana Jones in the Infernal Machine. That and sounds about right. I think that came out on the mm. original Xbox, like 20 years ago. Okay. So, the, so there's been something since, because there's been the Lego Indiana Jones games. Oh, yes. uh, the Lego. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Lego games. And let's not forget Pitfall way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, you want to go way back to the Atari. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, this is, uh, it's set between the events of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, because as we all remember, Temple of Dune is, is a prequel. Mm -hmm. uh, players take control of... Indiana Jones on a globe-trotting what? Here's what I like about it: a one-player adventure. <laughs> this was a, on the Infernal Machine. Side note: N64, 1999. Wow, I remember that. Wow. Wow. I, okay. I loved my. What N64. does that mean? That it's available on the um, Switch? Switch Online now? No, oh, I Would doubt it, it. They suck mm. so bad at bringing those uh, games up. Yeah, could be. Very few. Uh, but uh, it's a it's a first-person player. 
Um, and uh, it's here's the, here's the description. The year is 1937. Sinister forces are scouring the globe for the secret to an ancient power connected to the Great Circle, and mm. only one person can stop them. Nathan Dave. Drake. Oh, Indiana oh. Jones. <laughs> uh, you know, you're reading idea. that. You read that byline, and all I'm thinking is, I wish Kay would read that in like 1930s news voice. Okay, I will. <clears throat> yeah, do it. The year is 1937. Sinister forces are scouring the globe for the secret to an ancient power connected to the Great Circle. And only one person can stop them. Indiana Jones. <laughs> You'll become the legendary archaeologist in this cinematic action-adventure game from Machine Games, the award-winning studio behind the recent Wolfenstein series and executive produced by Hall of Fame game designer Todd Howard. Don't forget to so drink much. your Ovaltine. Drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> uh, so it... And I watched the trailer, and it it looks great. Yeah, it's a lot of puzzles, which is cool. Got to have that in an Indiana Jones game. And you got you know punching Nazis, which is what I'm here Always for. Always good. You got your whip action. You got for the his whip swinging across ledges and taking on baddies. You're jumping, and it's it's got everything. So, and now let me read to you the wrong take on this trailer. What? Someone didn't like this? From uh, I got this from uh, Gizmodo. Oh, Gizmodo. And, and it's so wrong. Listen. You guys. And yet I can't help but be a little disappointed in that this is a first-person game. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> sure, both Bethesda and Machine Games are best known for first-person games. In theory, right. this lets us become indie in a way. But if I'm playing as indie, I'd love to see indie. You will... Okay, so Stupid. they addressed this in the release trailer and the spiel about yeah. it. They said you play in first person, but the mm -hmm. camera will zoom out for all cutscenes mm -hmm. and some of the traversals, I think. Yeah. So now here's here's the part where he's really wrong. Also, while the voice acting Indy is played by industry stalwart Troy Baker, best known as Joel in the last of his video games. Great voice actor obviously tries to sound like Harrison Ford it's just not quite there and oh maybe my. that's just and maybe that's just me it oh. is just you yeah stupid there was he sounded a lot like young Harrison he, Ford in some of those clips he sounded more like Harrison Ford in this game than the voice actor playing Harrison Ford in the Disneyland ride which was <laughs> never close never even close yeah, I'm right. nothing but excited for this game. It looks no, it, it, it looks, looks rad. Good. Machine Games has a fantastic pedigree. They did uh, both of the new Wolfenstein games are absolutely fantastic, um, and they've done a lot of other smaller things to help out with like the Quake Two and the Quake One uh, remaster and stuff like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's their Machine Games, and they're using the ID Tech engine, which is a fantastic engine for uh, showcasing awesome visuals as well as running very well. So mm -hmm. it's a win-win. It, it, go watch the trailer if you don't believe me. It just looks great. It looks like it's going to be fun to play, and I don't care what anyone says. That sounded like young Harrison Ford to me. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, oh, look, more video game news. Tony. Oh, today. Tonyopolis. It's just my day. It's just your day. <laughs> look at this. Uh, filmmaker David F. Sandberg, who has spent the past several years in the land of superheroes, is returning to his horror roots. Uh, he did, you know, Shazam, of course. Uh, he has signed a deal to direct Until Dawn, an adaptation of the PlayStation horror video game. It's being made by Screen Gems and PlayStation Productions. Uh, all three units fall under the Sony corporate umbrella. Gary Dauberman, the screenwriter behind Annabelle, It, The Nun, doing oh, a pass wow. on the script. Uh, which was originally written by uh, Blair Butler, who previously wrote The Invitation, vampire thing. Okay. Uh, now, do you know about this uh, about this game? Yeah, yeah, I, it came I out. I mean, I, I have I a wanna, synopsis, but... I want to say it came out in like 2016, somewhere around there. 2015, it says 2015, here. okay. So it was a big deal on the PlayStation 4 because they just really nailed the visual aspect mm -hmm. of everything on it and the main character was played by hayden panettiere you know oh, the really? cheerleader from save the cheerleader uh, yeah save the cheerleader save the world heroes. uh heroes thank you and uh the likeness was amazing especially considering it was eight years ago so oh. it's just it's it's highly regarded as a really good horror game well she's still around i guess she could be they in could it totally have her in it if they want you know. yeah uh, the horror video game follows eight friends and frenemies who are brought together at a remote mountain retreat. 
mm-hmm. with live or die scenarios featuring a mysterious killer, cannibalistic wendigos, a cable car, and a long ago mining cave-in that reverberates <laughs> into the present day. You had me at wendigo. A, a cable car? A ca- <laughs> like... cable car. It's important, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Uh, the members of the group must fight their fear if they hope to make it out alive in one piece. Uh, the game proved to be a surprise hit with critics, received yep. numerous gaming awards. Did right, did quite uh, well. The logline uh, for the feature adaptation, we don't know, but Screen Gems is describing it as an R-rated love letter to the horror genre centering on an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You'll be able yeah, to and see. And it's all Screen Gems, and I'm just like... I, I know that they've done movies of late, and I know they're a Sony subsidiary, but all I remember is like the 70s and the 60s and 70s TV shows that they did. Mm-hmm. It's like screen jams, screen jams. Oh, right. Them. That was the screen jams intro theme. All right. That's going to be my new f- phone ringtone, is what that's going to be. <laughs> is that what you're going to do? <laughs> oh, it's I, Carrie. <laughs> I think I have that here, actually. No, no, no. Why I don't does want that the real surprise one. me? Here. I want yours. Oh, well, here's the real one. Here's the real one. Come on now. Wow. Wow, that does sound 70s, 80s. 100%. Holy nostalgia, Batman. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Mine's better. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I look forward to hearing, I look forward to being in your presence someday, Tony, and your phone going off, and it's me going... You gave me another another one to choose from. That was perfect. Go the second one. I'll go the second one. All right. (laughs) And any of y'all listening, go ahead. Make it. I would love to hear it. Someday, I want to be walking through a mall and hear... Myself. All right. Uh, let's uh, do a little light housekeeping, and then we'll get on with uh, the rest of the news. Um, of course, uh, the Lee George Cade update. Uh, as we said last week, he's getting stronger yeah. so that he can have another surgery. Oop. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did speak with him, and he said uh, his uh, voice isn't quite where it needs to be. He's not as strong as where he needs to be. But uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, hopefully maybe even next week that he can sit up long enough to talk with us for even just a few moments i'd oh, love to have rad. him on the show him on. just for a bit just yeah, so he just can say hi and cameo style to yeah. start off and know? uh you know i think he wants to say thank you to everybody who has helped him so if you go to uh, our uh, facebook or if you go to our uh, twitter page oh, there is on. a qr code there it is there a qr is. code Found that it, it uh, donates directly to the family so there's no fees taken out there's none of that it goes right to the cade family uh, on the Venmo. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's expensive to be Lee George Kate these days with all of the hospital bills that he has and are yet to come. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, in any, any little bit that you can toss their way is helpful. So, uh, help the Cade family with, look for that uh, QR code. Uh, our Patreon, of course, geekshowgotthiscovered.com is the link to our Patreon where I'm trying to talk Robert into action figure theater videos. <laughs> Yeah. I sent uh, a couple of videos uh, that will be posted uh, when Tony gets around to it. One is an unboxing video of those action figures that I bought in Disneyland and paid way too much for. Uh, and then another one is, uh, I forgot already. Hold on, hmm. I have it here. Uh, Planet of the Apes. All my Planet of the Apes stuff, yes. I go oh. through my Planet of the Apes. It's not all of it, but it's the toys. I mean, I have a lot of books and things like that, but... But did you, okay, so I got a question for you on the uh, Star Wars toys because I saw that unboxing and knowing the joy that at least two of those figures brought you, mm-hmm. was it too much? I mean, really. Can you put a price on that feeling, Carrie? Well, Can you that, put a price on happiness, Carrie? Well, if you're if you're looking at it that way, then yes. But I mean, financially, if you, I think if you go online and look for these action figures, you can buy them for you know, eight bucks each. And that's not $90 for the six. But you get a nice box that goes with them with the retro, the retro cards and everything. Yeah. yeah. And that warm, fuzzy feeling of giving the house of mouse your money. That's true. Mm. The, the, the Jawa figure is beautiful. <laughs> I do love a good Jawa figure. Anyway. All right. So there's our Patreon uh, merch. Go to geekshow.store. That's the only place to get our merch. If you buy it elsewhere, you're probably not going to get it. And if you do, it won't be very good quality. There are people out there trying to fool you into yeah. 
I, which I don't get, you know, because we're not getting rich on this stuff. I was going to say, they're not going to, you know, you think they'd pick a higher value target. I would, you know, if I were, if I were a criminal, I'd be selling, you know, something. But anyway, uh, so uh, go to our merch store, geekshow.store. And uh, don't forget our social medias. Our Facebook is there for uh, show announcements. But uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you're going to get breaking news throughout the week. A lot of them uh, stories that we uh, uh, talk about here on the show. So uh, and from and from decent news sources, we <laughs> we didn't retweet any of the the Ray movie is getting canceled. No, uh, because that wasn't true. I I'm. <laughs> My philosophy with this stuff is I'd rather be last than first and wrong, okay? Last and correct than first last and wrong. Last and correct than first and wrong. Yeah. So uh, if you follow us on our Twitter, that's where you get that stuff. Shout yes. out to uh, John Cros Croston, who posted on our uh, Facebook. He just got his Geek Show hoodie. Looking oh, rad. He's got the Vulcan salute going. Ba -ba oh, look. Is that him? Tilt it forward go. a little bit. Yeah, just a little. There you there go. There we there go. Yeah. Oh, looking good, sir. Looking good. I got to get me one of those. All right. Uh, so there's our socials. Um, we got the leak update. Uh, the Jay Whitaker update. Had a uh, long talk with Jay yesterday and uh, caught up with him. And uh, basically what's going on is, uh, first of all, uh, 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 Ben, I'm sorry, he hasn't quit the show. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, no, he has not quit the show. He is just, he's got a new job with Weird Hours, and this Saturday thing is kind of tough for him to do. So he's, he's going to work on that, and he will be back when he can, mm -hmm. when he has a free Saturday. So uh, just know that, and he loves you all and misses you all. He said to spread that to everybody. Okay, uh, let's continue with some news. Did you finish watching Echo? Yeah. No. Sure did. Oh, Robert. <laughs> Come on, Robert. I'm, I'm, I'm re-watching What If with my kids. Oh, oh, good. That's a I good reason. Introduced them to that, so it's like, yeah, like I'll push what uh, Echo for a week. Okay. Fair. Well, um, Echo apparently did very well That's on good. not just Disney Plus, but on Hulu. That's where we watched Hulu. it. And uh, so it did very well, and it also apparently had a halo effect for those other shows: uh, Daredevil seasons one and two, Hawkeye, and Punisher season one. Uh, received major audience bumps. Nice. Uh, according to uh, the insiders. So there's that. But uh, Echo did well, and uh, they're planning more with Maya Lopez. They, uh, they're really happy with what's going on, and they said, let's do some more stuff. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of Daredevil, uh, they're uh, getting ready to start filming on Monday for the new uh, oh, wow. season. Nice. And uh, everything that you know about the... Old season, all that information is wrong. All right, Whoops. it is. It is now. It's not going to be fourteen or twenty episodes or whatever it is. They're going to keep it to ten, like oh, ten episodes. Okay. Uh, the, it's not going to be a courtroom drama like we were promised, which I honestly would would have been okay with. But there you go. Uh, they're keeping it to a regular season series. D'Onofrio is back. Um, I have yet to see confirmation on this, but all signs point to. Uh, the Punisher being there. That would be cool. Give me some more John Bernthal. Yeah. John yeah. Bernthal. Also, um, we're getting uh, Karen Page and Foggy Nelson, Deborah Ann Wall, and uh, Eldon Henson. Sweet. Again, I've not seen confirmation of this, but all signs point to them coming back. And it will, uh, yeah, it's not going to be that 18-episode monstrosity that they were talking about. They're shortening it down. They've tightened the story, which is a good idea. And if you uh, apparently... Uh, uh, Kingpin's gonna try to run for mayor again. So, Ooh. yeah, against Luke Cage. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> I mean, that's what's happened. That, that's what happened in the comics. So, yeah. just going, yeah, if they want to keep it topical and timely, yeah, that's true. Timely comics, even exactly. So, uh, Daredevil is uh, underway starting reproduction. I mean, they're going to use some footage from the early production before they had to shut down because of the strike. They're going to use some of that, not all of it, just some of it. And then they're going to start shooting again in New York, and uh, hopefully we'll have it soon, because I like Daredevil. All right. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla minus one is just blowing everybody's minds. Anybody, everybody who I have talked to that has seen it said that it is an amazing Wait film. Have you not seen it? I've not seen it yet, no. 
been a little busy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, it's doing so well. Uh, the director was invited to Lucasfilm to uh, the ranch, Skywalker Ranch. He said, come on, we want to watch the movie and we want to do a Q&A with our employees. We want to talk about, you know, how are wow. you able to do this on such a small budget, you know. We're spending way too much money. How did you make a good movie Cause, cheaply? Because have you seen our our payout? Oh man, it's just you know. How do you do it? Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, January twenty sixth for one week run in theaters. It's Godzilla minus one minus color. So they're releasing a uh, gorgeous, stark, newly remastered black and white version of the film. We have to go see it in the theater again. So you know, and because this is a direct sequel to the original Godzilla. Um, which was black and white. I guess that's what kind of the vibe they're looking for. Uh, I mean, and f and from everything that I've been told about the film, I think that this would do absolutely great in black and white, possibly even better. If you have any opportunity at all to go see this, when it does this re-release, mm -hmm. do it. It is, an, I mean, I enjoy kaiju. I mean, you know, giant things breaking stuff. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. But this movie was just all the way around good from storytelling, action, and on the budget they shot it on, allegedly, you know, 15 million US. Fantastic movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, go head to the theaters to see it in black and white for one week, January 26th. I think it's still in theaters. Yeah. It, uh, I was just talking to somebody who hadn't seen it at work and recommended they go see it this weekend mm -hmm. so know that the cinemark theaters uh at least the one in south salt lake still has it at uh like one of the regular showing times or yeah. regular regular theater run well nice. and i and i finished that monarch series on apple oh yeah speaking of god's oh, i still have the last episode to go what have i been doing with my life oh, i don't know <laughs> playing video games i guess, I guess. <laughs> all right um robert you're old um yes <laughs> Or you have a good, no, no, let me not say that. You're not old. You have a good memory. How about that? Uh, no, no, no. I'll, take the, I'll take the I'm old. That's fine. <laughs> Do you remember on MTV, the cartoon, The Max, and the comic yes. book, of course. Yes, the Sam uh, Keith comic book, yeah. Sam Keith comic, but it was, uh, but it was an animated series on MTV, mm -hmm. uh, which I, I'll be honest with you, I had a hard time following. I, I, no, it was a hard, it was hard to follow. I tried it, to it watch was. it too, and I got way lost. <laughs> it it was, I mean, you know, it was it was a tough read. The art was fantastic. I love the mm -hmm. look of the character. I have no idea anything about him. His teeth are too big. What his deal is? <laughs> um, but Just, uh, why are you gonna go? To, why are you gonna go and give a guy grief about his overbite? Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect. If there's bite. a word Come that's on. more than overbite, <laughs> that's what the max has. Uberbite. <laughs> Uberbite. <laughs> Megabyte. Uh, no wait, that was the, that was the bad guy on reboot. Never yeah, mind. Reboot. Megabyte. No, no copyright infringement. But, uh, <laughs> but Channing Tatum has been trying to be a superhero for I don't know how long. Uh, and this is where he's gotten. And this is where he's wound up. Oh, no. uh, he From Duke to the Max. Yep. He's he's not going to be Gambit. He's going to be the Max. And uh, he confirmed on Instagram that his planned filmed adaptation of the Max is moving forward at Paramount. Uh, he says, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this. I can't even explain. This is a childhood love of mine, the truly brilliant genius creation of Sam Keith. When I was grounded and wasn't allowed to watch TV, this was the only cartoon on MTV oddities I would risk it all for. Hmm. Sneak out of bed and put it on and pray I didn't get caught. Even now, after all this time, it feels somehow still ahead of its time. The characters in this, the Max, Julie Winters, Mr. Gone, taught me things about life, life. Okay. Life, life. Uh, seeded complex ideas in my young mind that had a profound effect on how I viewed the world and the roles we play that I only intellectually understood way later. I can't wait to bring this to life and try to bring it to generations that miss it. Does it sound like he's trying to sell this to go, I really want to star in this movie? Because that's what it sounds like to me. I get the feeling he's... Is he already attached? He's in it. I get the feeling he's... Ah. It's all up and going. So if anybody can explain the Max, uh, I would appreciate it because honestly, oh. it, it eluded me. I picked oh, up I a couple of, might be able to. Okay, because I picked up a couple of issues and then I tried watching the show and the whole idea, elude, it just eluded me. I know he's, he's like a hobo, 
mm-hmm. in the real world. He's, yeah, he's he's and yeah. he's a defender of a princess or something in the, the Max Land. You know, yep. yeah. That's all I understood from the like the five episodes I tried to watch. So yeah, maybe maybe they can make it a little interesting because now you just yeah. made me think that sounds a lot like a uh, crud tail gunner joe from dc back in the late 80s kind of uh man cyborg in the real world princess defender of this magical fantasy land in uh in the cyber world oh leave it to agfu of course he's going to help us out here uh the max is a manifestation of julie's trauma nope that's the wrong Hmm. one where did eggs go uh, there it is. Right there. There we go. He is a manifestation of Julie's trauma. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Again, if, if someone can make this story so that I understand it and can follow it, hey, I'm all for that. Show me what you got. All right. Uh, Andrew says, I think I still have the first 30 issues of the Max. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe Andrew can explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another one of these passion projects. And uh, again, I, I'll say it. Todd McFarlane is his own worst enemy. Um, (laughs) He said 2024 will either make or break his long-promised Spawn movie, starring Jamie Foxx. He was just interviewed. He says, either I'm going to give Hollywood the best chance I can to do it, and if not, I've got plenty of outside investors waiting. So I'm trying to see if we can make the right deal within the norm of the Hollywood structure. If not, there have been plenty of examples, actually, a couple of big ones last year where people went outside the normal channel and succeeded, and people have done this before with independent movies. You make your movie, and you find a distributor. Spawn at Sundance 2025. (laughs) Spawn Uh, dance. Uh, That one I could do in a heartbeat, fingers crossed. I'm going to give as much of an effort to those that live within the confines of it. Obviously, Jason Blum is one of the better ones at getting things done. They tell me I get to read the script this month, so the email's going out this week to remind them that they promised me that. Something's (laughs) got to happen. Guys, remember? Guys. (laughs) Something's going to happen. I just know myself something's got to happen because if I can't figure it out, out inside i'll figure it out outside but hopefully we can figure out a deal that keeps the two parties that have been involved over the years involved um todd blah 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 blah. (laughs) todd you you wrote a script where spawn wasn't even in the movie (laughs) you know what it's gonna be it's gonna be all about the clown by john leguizamo and i will watch it it was It was Sam and Twitch, and Spawn only appeared as a shadow. You know, uh, I'm sorry, Todd. (laughs) I know that sounds all artsy and fartsy for you, but I don't think that's what people want to see. You know? Tony, can you grab Charles's comment at the bottom here? Mm. Yep. Uh, Let's see. So, no, he does it because, you know, it's... It, it's it was his bread and butter after getting yeah. uh, after leaving Marvel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, let's face it, it's his his baby. It's his baby. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah. see why he why he's you know going just like we can do this, we can do this. But Todd, my question to you is, don't you have enough money already? I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're well. His not toy line has got to be making bank. You know, well, not only that, he's because yeah. he's doing multiple toy lines, not just McFarland toys with his properties. He's got the DC license now, and he's got it for the next two years i think oh yeah the batman 66 figures he's putting out are great yeah and you know i the toy guy who will not buy a new mcfarland toy because todd has said some horrific things in my opinion i'm just like you know if i can find it secondhand or something sure but i'm not putting money in his pocket yeah exactly but the problem is is that if if you were to let blumhouse do it they would oh, do yeah. a gr- they would do a great job. The problem is, is that Todd is going to be on the set every day, yeah. going, no, 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 do it do this, it this way. way. Do it this way. He wouldn't do that. He would and act he, this way. Yeah, he Todd McFarlane is his own worst enemy when it comes to this kind of shit. He can't. Well, just, I think that that, that you know, as long as I think that if he doesn't get writer, director, producer, like if somebody gives him a camera, go here, Todd, just shoot it. I think that would be the worst thing, mm-hmm. you know, because you get like a uh, Frank Miller. Yeah, what he did exactly. uh, the spirit. The spirit. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's going to happen. He's going to be, he's going to pick at nits until Hollywood just goes, fine, you, you go do your own goddamn movie. I don't yep. care. And he'll do it and it will be awful. And I'm sorry, Spawn fans, you know, enjoy your comic books and your toys. Well, 
And one of the funniest things to me about Spawn is when it first launched, he was supposed to have a finite amount of power mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. continue existing on the mortal plane, right? And every yeah. time he used his abilities, his power diminished and he became closer and closer to going back to hell. And it's like, how, he, he sure has a large pool of finite power. It's been 30 years and he's still trucking along. I've got two words for you, Tony. Huh? Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. There. All right. All That's right. That's true. That's true. Uh, if you want a good Spawn project, though, there was that HBO animated series. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was terrific. I and bought those I th- on DVD. I think that Todd had very little to do with those. Um, but yeah, those were great. So if you're a Spawn fan, I would just say get yourself those on physical media, like mm-hmm. I keep talking about, because I, I know I won't find it on the Max app if I go in there. Two anyway. X's or one X? Just one. <laughs> well, yeah, different maxes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, I know I'm going to say this guy's name wrong. Chad Stahelski. Close enough. Good enough, yeah. Um, of course, if you saw John Wick Chapter 4, things are looking a little dicey for John Wick there at the end. But uh, John Wick, the extended universe still has story to tell, thanks to John Wick's director, Chad Stahelski. His deal with Lionsgate to be the architect of the franchise's future. Uh, Wasn't there he, already supposed to be yeah, the, the Continental? Continental on Peacock, yeah. It's a Continental three-part series. And then there's the Ballerina, which is opening mm. very soon. Uh, but this, this is a deal that he has cut to do more. Um, his deal uh, now includes overseeing the Highlander franchise, as was previously reported he's slated to helm the reboot of the fantasy action cult classic uh it says here uh, please tell me there's a tie-in to john wick from the high who do you think is, who do you well, think is the high table they're giving him oh. they're just giving him more to do you know uh oh. also uh executive producer on ballerina len wiseman's john wick spinoff uh which is coming up uh, so that means more spin-off movies, more TV shows in the vein of, you know, Continental and things like that. Uh, more video games, probably. So uh, don't worry. Yeah. John Wick is sticking around. Tony, I just thought of something else. Let me hear it. Okay. So you want, you want the tie-in with Highlander? Uh-huh. How do all of these people keep catching bullets and then getting back up? See? They're all... <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it just threw, threw somebody out of a building. He gets up, dusts off his jacket, walks away. How... Immortal. Exactly. Must be. And none exactly. of this, none of this uh, planet, you know, alien things from Highlander 2. We're just going <laughs> to forget that ever happened. Uh, Andrew says he watched The Continental last night. He said it was good. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, move on. Now, this, th- these last two stories are, are interesting to me. Uh, the co-head of DC Studios. Follow James Gunn on his social media. He is really good about answering questions and debunking rumors. Yeah. Uh, So uh, he uh, got on social media to a fan who was worried that Superman Legacy is going to feature too many comic book characters. Doggone it. (laughs) How dare a comic book movie do that? Uh, James Gunn defended the cast that he has assembled after fans expressed some concerns about the film, including too many characters. Uh, he took to, uh, oh, he's on threads as well, so there's another place you can follow him, uh, to explain that he is building a whole universe rather than just having comic book characters appear on the screen for just a few seconds. Good. He said, the whole point was that it's not a large film, I mean not in terms of cast. It's normal for single protagonist films to have other characters, much more unusual for them not to. Uh, He then added that he feels meaningless cameos are actually hurting the superhero genre. Hmm. He says, I call that cameo porn. And it's been (laughs) one of the worst elements of recent superhero films. If a character is in a film, they have to have a reason to be there story-wise. I don't mind actual cameos if it's a glimpse or a moment, an Easter egg. What bothers me is when they mangle an elegant story by shoehorning characters in. They aren't yeah. there because the story calls for it, but for some other reason. I wonder if he's talking about that Flash movie. I was just no, thinking about the first no. scene on the bridge. Like, hmm. Or was he thinking, are we thinking about that Black Adam film? Mm. Mm. 
I wonder if that's well, what he's talking. He doesn't specify, but I'm just guessing. So he then believes very much in Chekhov's superhero. Yeah. If it shows up early, if it shows up, it needs to show up for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It has to be there for, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. I think Marvel has, you know, become kind of, uh, th this way a little bit too, like in, uh, the Marvels when, um, Valkyrie. Gosh, dang it, Valkyrie shows up. Yeah. For like two seconds to be like, eh. Apparently there was a scene that was cut out that had Valkyrie in it where mm -hmm. she was trying to reach Captain Marvel, but got Miss Marvel instead. So it wasn't as. Not as egregious. The, yeah, it wasn't as egregious as when we got theatrically. <clears throat> okay. But, you know, I will say that, you know, sometimes Marvel does do that. They'll throw somebody in. You're just kind of like, ooh, or throw a symbol of that character in. You're kind of like, does this mean we're getting something? In the early phases of, fa early parts of phase one, when you got the Easter eggs of a character may show up later, that was great. Right. But, but now you get the who shows up where, like uh, the end of Shang-Chi, where you get... Captain Marvel, Okoye, Rocket. I'm not going to say Wong because Wong kind of had to be there for that part of the story. Right. But you get different things and you're just kind of like, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, we haven't gotten anything to mm -hmm. fulfill that yet. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, and then finally this, and I kind of wish Rebecca was here for this because uh, her, her <laughs> big problem with Godzilla X Kong, the new empire, is the fact that as you can see, Kong is wearing some sort of glove. <laughs> Where'd he right? get the gauntlet? Oh! He was playing Nintendo. It's his power glove. <laughs> it, yeah, you know. Glove. She's got a real problem with this. She, uh, she hates that gauntlet. <laughs> she hates it. Um, but in a conversation with Adam Wingard, he stated that he wanted Godzilla X Kong The New Empire to, quote, resemble the experience of what it was like to walk down a toy aisle in the 80s when you had Thundercats, G.I. Joe, and Transformers lining the shelves. He said, whenever I was talking to the visual artists, what I told them was, I want the color palette of this film to resemble the experience of what it was like to walk down the toy aisle in the 80s. Uh, there was just this orgasmic feeling, so many colors and textures. That's what I wanted to bring to this movie, this new heightened reality. I wanted to find out that you can take the, that over-the-top toy aisle experience, but then find a way to ground that into reality. With giant monsters. Reality. Giant monsters. Um, <laughs> so I think that that might have something to do with this glove thing, this power glove that, that Kong has. Is I mean, it's very, hate to say it, toyetic. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> certainly. Wait a I mean, minute. I, Hold on. I just thought of something else. What's that? You just finished Monarch's season finale. Yes. Without spoiling it for anybody, you remember who showed up at the end? the group that showed up at the end uh, and where they were. Yeah. Oh, I'm wondering if they, ha I'm wondering if they had something to do with uh, that power glove there. Oh, because here's why I say that. I think if you you're look right. At the timelines for Monarch modern era, it originally mm -hmm. fell in 2015. So one year after Godzilla, this puts it now at 20, they had a two year jump. So they were 2017, which would put them right, I think, after the first wave of other Titans showed up. You know. So this, this may be. So Egg has a statement that I was thinking as well. All right. What if that's a cybernetic arm? I was wondering the same thing. Because you have Ape Kong. Apex cybernetics in the last Godzilla movie. Mm -hmm. And you also see mention of them in Monarch. I think it, I don't know if it's a, if it's, I think it's more of a. It looks like a, like a glove, not a Because, so because you could, can see his hand in it. Oh, okay. So, so I, but, but even then it could be something, you know, jacked up his hand. Yeah. So he it, needs it, a. It could a be bionic, a billion dollar Kong. Yeah. A bionic sleeve kind of a thing. Yeah. He, you know, maybe his hand got crushed by a boulder or something. And uh, so <laughs> they, they made this power glove for him to wear so he can still be calm we'll just know. have to watch the movie and find I out so. i guess right uh. right anyway. oh i like this mecha kong <laughs> thank you andrew mecha kong. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah because we had mecha godzilla uh-huh uh -huh. uh -huh. mm -hmm. oh yes okay kong, kong versus predator oh wait there we go Whoa. uh yeah yeah gutter puddle vader cut off his hand <laughs> no, no i didn't <laughs> vader just jumping into movies cutting hands oh, off. Oh, i am your, your father shirt. no 
he's just showing up. He's no. just, he's there. Anyway. Uh, yeah, maybe it uh, gave him more power. That's Oops. true, Jim. Maybe it gives him more, makes him stronger. Maybe he can, you know, crush really big cans with it. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what did you uh, consume this week? What do we have? Who wants to go first? I, going off with this, I will. Do it. All right. Going back to physical media, I'm going to bring it back again. The latest issue of uh, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, there you go. And this is in the, am I in the right corner? In the Monarch Universe. Monarch oh. Monsterverse. Oh, it is. Well. So, so what's the, you know, can you give us a, a summation without giving anything away? I mean, as to what, the, what is the, the deal? Is basically the Legion of, uh, the Injustice League or the Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um are you know kind of sick of losing to the Justice League all the time. All the time. And they break into a location in the DC a famous location in the DCU and steal basically a wishing stone. Okay. And wind up in the monarch verse. And mm-hmm. they're like, nope, we gotta get out of here because this is dangerous. This is like <laughs> giant monster dangerous. We out. And they wish themselves back and they get hitchhikers. Ah, uh, yep. That and it's happens. not just those two. It's it's a couple of other titans also make the trip, and uh, hilarity ensues. Oh, okay, that and, that, uh, that, that sounds fun. It, I mean, it's it's you know if you if you love the Justice League, if you love giant kaiju, and you're like, what would it be like getting them all together? This is your book. That's run to your fun. local run to your local comic shop. This is the fourth issue, I believe. I love both of those things. <laughs> it's, it's like a Reese's cup of of joy. Yeah, yeah. your kaiju yeah, got into my Justice League. It's delicious. <laughs> Um, like I mentioned earlier, been rewatching what if I introduced my girls to what if, and we were finishing oh, up season that. two now. So fun. I love that. And, show. uh, let me see. Let me get a closer look at that. There we oh, go. Hang on. I got this. That's the animated series version of that. This figure, is the isn't it? Watcher. Yes. This is the Jeffrey Wright watcher. Wow. Look at that. Who appeared in yesterday's action figure theater, actually. Yes. That's um, beautiful. cause it was, it was, you know, national popcorn day. And it just seems like the watcher just be like, well, I got all these universes to watch. Might as well enjoy it. <laughs> um, but what if has been great? Finished up uh, Monarch last week, and wow, I'm waiting to see what it do with it. But I also watched a not great movie called Leave the World Behind, which has yes. all of the setup, none of the cli- none of the climactic. Oh, this is great! This is what I needed. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it's a punchline. Okay, yeah, great. Uh, a lot of people are having a problem with the end of this film. Um, it was disappointing I, to say the I, least. I watched it and I. Which one is this? I just kind of let it wash over me. I didn't. Oh, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> Julia <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> yeah, Julia Roberts. Mahershala Ali. And the thing is, it had it had all the pieces to, to make it yes. a movie. I mean, great cast. Ethan Hawke. It yeah. had yeah. Julia Roberts. It had Mahershala Ali. I'm like. That's three wins right there for me. Yeah. Mahershala Ali is, a, is, and he's so good. Well, he's good in everything, yeah. but he's so good in this. You and know? Ethan Hawke, the role for Ethan Hawke for me was like, that's not what I expect when I see him. And I loved him the way he portrayed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you get the kids and you're just kind of like, all right, these kids have some issues, but kids today, we'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Kids these days. And it just didn't pay off for me. So I was just like, eh. Meh. Yeah. I just kind of sat there as the credits rolled and I went, that happened. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And that's where we were. Hmm. Hmm. And then I shouted physical media and that was it. <laughs> Watch and the life movie. Was better again. Watch the movie. You'll see what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm, so that, that's me. Every, everybody seems to be in that place with that movie. I've, I've yet to see anyone defending that movie. Same. Yeah. And so. the thing is, I've heard that the, the book, the movie was adapted from a book of the same name, similar setup and everything, but apparently they adapted certain things differently than they did in the book mm-hmm. or changes because the director who is uh, Sam Ismail, who did Mr. Robot. Yes. was like, you know, we have all of these apocalyptic movies and at the end of it, um, everybody's expecting, you know, the heroes will overcome the tragedy of some somehow and mm-hmm. find good ways to move on. And I didn't want that. Well, he he did that, but I mean, man, it was just like at what cost? Flat. I'll, I'll say it was this. Just flat. I'll yeah. say this. I'll give this to the movie. I mean, yeah, we, we got some great performances, but this is the role that Kevin Bacon was born to play. Oh dear God, yes. <laughs> he he plays a doomsday a doomsday prepper, redneck with a gun, you know the whole thing, and he 
fits into it so perfectly. It's mm. like seamlessly. Is, yeah, it's so seamless. It's like, is this really what Kevin Bacon is like? I know it's not <laughs> because I I see him on you know his his videos and stuff. He, he he's a goat farmer for God's sake. He's you know he's why he's do you Mr. think he has goats? <laughs> preparing but, for that apocalypse. Yeah, I mean right down to the to the baseball cap and you know. I mean, the, the gun the on first his thing you see him and you're just kind of like, what are you doing, <laughs> Kevin Bacon? <laughs> and he's and he's like, loading pallets of water into the back of his truck, you know, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> but again, Chekhov's character, he came back he, when he comes back into the movie. You're like, okay, this may totally makes sense now. Exactly. Yeah. But that, the movie just—I mean, it had the potential and just went, nope. Mm. Yeah. All right. Is that it, Robert? That's it. All right, Tony. Uh, watched a movie that I had never seen because they just made a TV show about it. Uh, Ted. I'd never yes. watched Ted. You never saw the movies? <laughs> never no. saw the movie. Skip the second one. It's terrible. Oh, okay. Uh, the first one's actually kind of enjoyable. The first one's pretty funny, but you can't make that movie now. Nope, nope, nope. Probably not. <laughs> there's, too, there's too many questionable jokes uh, for this social climate, um, but uh, it had well, some and, funny and, parts. And the clips I've seen from the Ted TV series are pretty questionable too i mean really yeah i mean there was, a, there was a whole scene where ted was dressing down this girl in the kids class and it, it was oh wow dang <laughs> okay well there you it go. was rough it was rough yeah <laughs> so yeah i watched that it was all right you know i had some funny parts um mm -hmm. kind of a funny idea for that uh story but uh let's see i watched um my wife and I started a show on Hulu called Run the Burbs. Yes. And it's uh it's pretty good. Um it's got the I can't remember his name, but he's the friend of um the son in um Kim's Convenience. So uh, Yes. Uh his, we uh we his roommate we, friend. Yeah, we uh it's a series, it's a Canadian series, right? Yeah, Canadian CBC. Um, we've been we've been watching it as well, yeah. and it's it's uh you know it's just kind of lighthearted uh, sitcom kind of funny. Uh, I'd say it's it's good it's a good one to put on if you just want something lighthearted and enjoyable. It, and it's wholesome. It's wholesome, yeah. It's <laughs> it's a good family oriented kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, one that is not wholesome or family oriented. Uh, I watched uh, Beef, the whole oh wow <laughs> series of Beef miniseries, and that that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Ali Wong, she's amazing in it, is and so really is such Steven. a good act, actor. Yeah, and Stephen Yun, of course, always been good. Yep. Um and they're so good in this. And, Fantastic. You know, uh, I, I, I can forgive Ali Wong for cheating on her husband in real life and getting divorced uh, because she keeps putting out stuff like this. <laughs> And her comedy specials are amazing. If you get a chance to watch any of them, uh, there there's a couple on Netflix, I believe. There's um, a few. We times went and saw we went and saw her at Symphony Hall uh, when she came here to town, and it was funny because it was a show that was not advertised anywhere. Oh, but it was word of mouth through the Asian community, and the place ah. was sold out. And it was just like you know, nice. And it was, it was such a grateful audience to have her there, and and she she was terrific. Anyway, There's sometimes where they don't uh, frame the shot the same as other shots, and you can see just how tiny she actually is. She's little, yeah. She is <laughs> oh. super small. Um, but yeah, she was absolutely phenomenal. Stephen Yoon was phenomenal in that. Um, just overall, the uh, the entire cast did a fantastic job. I can see why it got so much praise mm -hmm. at the Emmys, and uh, highly recommend checking that show out as long as you you know don't expect something uplifting or good it's not <laughs> it's, it is the opposite of it that. is the opposite there is no happy ending <laughs> but man it was a fascinating watch super yeah. enjoyed it and then um what was the other oh yeah uh, i watched the first episode on hulu they teased uh, by putting up the first episode that new animated sitcom with john ham grimsburg yeah hmm. i watched the first episode all they have is the first episode up so far, yeah. and I think I think it has potential. Um, I I had some I had some good laughs in the first episode, but you could tell they're definitely trying to find their legs. Yeah, um, I I had a couple of chuckles, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm reserving judgment. You know? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's 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 not a it's not a home run. 
yeah. out, out the gate, but it, it might be good with more, more episodes. And if you hadn't told me it was John Hamm, I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny oh. because listening to him voice this character and watching him in Fargo this season, they're just so, <laughs> so opposite. Oh, Can we talk about him in Fargo? Yeah. So I, I have watched up to the last episode. I haven't watched the last episode from this week. I haven't week. either. I, I've got man. two episodes left and Sue is out of town, so I oh. can't watch them yet. Fargo has been just a banger this season. Super good. And he, he is, is terrifying in he this. He is. He is he is everything I fear. <laughs> I he mean, is literally like, he is literally he is he is the people that we read about, uh, you know, on the, the, the extremists that you're just like, uh oh. Yeah. No, he I, I was I remember shutting off an episode and turning to my wife and going, That is everything that I fear. That guy right there. Mm-hmm. All wrapped up in, in yeah. one package, in it's one the, handsome uh, package. Right, I may have to check this out now. <laughs> Super extremist, uh, you know, quote, Christian, un, end quote. Uh, yeah, and oh, it, he's he's amazing in this and if role. You, if you, and if you've read anything about the Sovereign Sheriff uh, movement, which is uh, very frightening, mm-hmm. uh, these uh, sheriffs think that they're above any law. They yeah. are the law. You know, yeah. they think that the Constitution gives them the right to do carte blanche anything ridiculous yeah so check fargo man this season has been yeah in one ham package thank you brett (laughs) (laughs) it's quite the ham sandwich (laughs) i uh yes thank you uh i went back and uh because everyone is talking about how uh you know echo's doing well and that's causing other shows to be watched again i decided that i would go back and rewatch she hulk oh good show and what a treasure yep what a wonderful treasure that series is i there's nothing i've got no negatives everything about it is wonderful and you know what it was doing the barbie message before barbie yep you know uh and it was mostly it it was aimed at online uh Mm -hmm. bullshit Mm -hmm. online bullshit for men instead of real world bullshit for men right um and everything tatiana maslany is just wonderful she'll she when she breaks the fourth wall looks right at you and you know and 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 at one point she says uh, i don't want you to think that this is one of those shows where it's you know a different guest every episode i don't want you to get used to that because well wait a second we did have and she starts counting on <laughs> names <of> all off. <laughs> so maybe maybe we did but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, go back and rewatch She-Hulk. It's so delightful. It was good. It was good. It's so well done. And, and I'm, I'm yeah. just I'm distraught that Disney's like, oh, its budget was too much. We're not we're not picking it up for a second season. I think Come that's on. why I went back and decided to watch it is because they they interviewed her on some red carpet and she said, "I think we broke their budget or something." Uh, but uh, I mean, because it does look expensive. And, yeah, oh yeah, there's a lot of CGI. And I love how they even talk about it in the show. They yeah. said, you know, if you could change off camera, that would be great because you're very expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and oh, Liza okay. Nell makes a good point about uh, Tatiana Maslany and Orphan Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, I think she came to most people's awareness and she was amazing in that, in oh, yeah. the 911 role she played in that series. Exactly. Oh yeah, she's just terrific. And then, uh, since uh, my wife is out of town, um, I this is when I pull out my physical media and I, I watch stuff that uh, she she doesn't care for. So I decided to uh, rewatch uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I have the Criterion edition of it, and uh, rewatched it. And then uh, after doing that, I went. How close does this follow the book? As I recall, it's pretty damn close. And then I, I went back and I looked at the book. I also have a graphic novel version of it as well of the book. And you know, hmm. would you call yourself back. a fan of you Fear and Loathing in Las that. Vegas? <laughs> and uh, and as I'm 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 doing this and I'm looking at the book and I'm like, you know, what made them think that they could make this into a movie that was cohesive that you could follow? You know, because y- you can't. You. <laughs> They tried really hard, and I love this movie because it's my, one of my favorite books of all time. But it really is—it's not cohesive. It—it's—and it, I was starting to get angry at it <laughs> as I was watching it. You know, I was like, you know, this is not helping people. You know, just 
pedestrians, as I like to call them, discover Hunter Thompson. They're, they're just not going to. If this is the one thing that they see, this is, this is not the thing. This is not the way to do it. So then I realized that there are extras on the Criterion. Mm-hmm. And there's a documentary uh, from the BBC that they did back in, I want to say, uh, late 70s, 79, I think, where they got Hunter and they got Ralph Steadman, who does all the illustrations uh, for, the, for all of his books and writing. And they said, we'll have you guys meet in Colorado, where Hunter lives, on Owl Farm. And we're going to have you drive from there to Las Vegas and then to Hollywood, because this was at a time when they were talking about making a movie about Hunter's life. And um, so uh, this little kind of short documentary that the BBC is following them with. And, and, and that's when you realize you don't want to know too much about your heroes. Uh, no. Hunter, Tom- Hunter Thompson <laughs> was an asshole. I know yeah. that. I know he treated women poorly. But he's, he's just an asshole. <laughs> I mean, period. They try to interview him and he wants nothing to do with it. And they're trying to shoot a documentary that he agreed to do and he, he wants nothing to do with it. At one point, he, in typical Hunter Thompson fashion, locks himself in his hotel room and, and won't come out. Uh, so they finally have to force the door open. And when they do, for some reason, his face is covered with white makeup. <laughs> because... Not only is he crazy, but he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, and that was when they were, ta- they, were ta- they were getting ready. Thank you, Brett. He reminds me because they were getting ready to make the movie Where the Buffalo Roam, which was uh, Bill Murray plays Hunter Thompson. And there's Bill Murray in the documentary hanging out with Hunter, you know, and they were friends. And, and we all know Bill Murray's an asshole, so maybe that's where he got it from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rubbed off. <laughs> rubbed off on him. But um, it's just it's just fascinating. I would just say to you, the movie is exciting, sure, but it's don't don't uh, don't let that be your exposure to Hunter Thompson. <laughs> it's it's too hard to follow. It really is. Read the book. It's not a big book. It's not a long book. Or better yet, read read one of his short stories. Um, the Kentucky Derby is decadent and depraved. I would recommend. It's where he goes to the Kentucky Derby, and and instead of covering the race, he's covering all the shit that's happening around the race, which Ah, is a lot more interesting. Okay. Uh, And these are all short things that he wrote for Rolling Stone. And so if if you, an introduction to Hunter Thompson, don't let it be the movie. Read the book. Yes, Liza Nell agrees. Being a librarian, of course, she would agree with me. (laughs) Read the book. Uh, Or better yet, get that graphic novel. I, I picked it up at Dr. Volt's. It's just, it's the book pretty much word for word but illustrated and it's you know it's just easier to follow but uh, yeah anyway that's what i have been consuming this week uh games any games i don't think there are any games are there? uh no there's not much just um stuff to look forward to later on this year like all the stuff xbox announced and whatnot with indiana jones and i'm really gonna have to get a new xbox oh. if you want to play it yep damn it I'm going to drag you <laughs> kicking and screaming into 2023, Carrie. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, one game, I, I, I need to step back into yes. the game conversation here. Um, we picked up a uh, Oculus Quest 2 for Ooh, Christmas this fun. year. Uh, one of the girls requested, we're like, that's that's more of a family gift, not just a kid gift. Yeah. And um, I have been spending my evenings, a lot of nights after work, playing, they've got a game called Walkabout Mini Golf. And... I enjoy a good game of putt putt, and this is honestly it's fun. I really, I have, yes, yeah. Put the headset on and putter away with uh with the controller. Um, you can also broadcast to your TV so people can see what you're doing rather than just sitting in a room, just you know, <laughs> swinging weird. wildly. <laughs> well, good because I hate that. I hate it when people have those head, those things on their heads and they're and they're you know. Yeah, gest- no, this is. I'm like, if I'm standing down here, especially <laughs> if I come down by myself, I'm like, I'll do this. So they'll know what I'm doing. They can see yeah, what I'm cause, doing. Because I'm constantly saying, what do you see? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's, the animation is, uh, it's a little cartoony. I mean, they didn't try to make it photorealistic golf, but it has all the physics and for me, all of the fun of an actual miniature golf game. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been fun. All right. Sweet. So if you've got oh, one of those quest deals, I recommend this game. Check it out. There was one game that came out this week that uh, I do want to mention. It's called Pal World. Uh, 
And uh, if you follow games, this is the game that everyone was looking at over the last few months that is called, it's basically Pokemon with guns. <laughs> it's Poke super weird. Uh, it's got some multiplayer aspect to it, you know, co-op, things like that. But um, it's just this game developed by a small indie studio. I think there's only like eight or 10 people on this studio might even be less i can't remember for sure mm. it sold a million copies in the first eight hours wow. that it was released it was uh very much look forward to so uh one of these days i'll probably pick it up and see what the hype is all about but uh i've got other games i need to play before that so <laughs> <laughs> all right uh well if that's everything we're gonna head over to uh Oh, yeah, bring your... Oh, the question that has... Oh, yeah, that's true. Travis points out that if, if, if you want just Pluto TV, you can put on a headset and turn on MST3K and block out the rest of the world. Yes, that's what I... I, that, I love Pluto TV for that. That and those old shows. <laughs> those old TV shows. What are you watching, uh, Carrie? <laughs> emergency! Anyway, <laughs> plus four! Plus four! Uh, anyway, thank you all. We're going to head over to the after party now. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, join us over there. Geekshowgotthiscovered.com. We continue the conversation here in a few moments. Live long and prosper, bitches. I'm uh, pushing the button. <laughs> <laughs>